Welcome back to the Closeted Weeb Anime Podcast, the only anime podcast stuck in a time loop. My name is Lee. And I'm Bryce. Welcome back. All right, so we are about halfway through the summer anime season, so it's time for our summer mid-season review. Um, I know our opening episode about uh, summer 2021 was kind of more optimistic. but uh, Cautious optimism. Cautious optimism, <laughs> but this is going to be... <laughs> A down and damper over here. It's not going to be pretty exciting. Yeah, um, the, the caution was justified. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so to start things off, we're going to talk about some of the season two like continuation shows. Um, so the first one I want to get into is uh, Next Life Villainess, which is of course an isekai, which has been my like favorite show of the season. It obviously had a super fun uh, first season in spring of 2020 last year um you've got this like protagonist main character um who ends up in this like otaku kind of rom-com video game where like basically every path is like doomed to end where she's supposed to be getting killed and it's turned into this like uh rom-com kind of like a wholesome wholesome harem that's a strange combination wholesome harem (laughs) But it's literally, like, there's, it's very wholesome, extremely clean, and it's basically all the characters that were supposed to, like, kill her off. This is really, this is another spoiler, it's very obvious, but, like, um, four guy characters and the four girl characters are all basically all in love with the female main character, and it's about, like, the goofy adventures they go on together. So if you like fun, little, cutesy, wholesome rom-com animes, this could be for you. This has definitely been my, like, favorite show by far this season, and I've, like, thoroughly enjoyed the ride. Um... Next show would be uh, East Kai Slime, which obviously had like a lot of buildup because um, obviously season two, part one was incredibly popular and incredibly dramatic or high degree action. Um, so season two, part two, I guess is what we're on. Um, the first six episodes have definitely been just, like kind of slowly building the show up for this like penultimate conflict that I mean, technically has been built over the past two seasons, I guess. But like, um, and we just had the first episode of that conflict and it was a banger. Oh my god! Like it was so good, uh, and I am would you ex- would you compare it to that episode of Attack on Titan season four? I mean, I don't. That's that's like, I, I think that's that's too high of a bar to be honest. Too high. But that's like, fair. That's fair. That's like, but I I do like of like the show. The equivalent the within that yeah, show. The equivalent within that show. Yes, I think that episode of Attack on Titan is like leaps and bounds. Like one of the most memorable it's episodes a of any show I've yes. ever seen. Yeah, but like in terms of like the way they I've they didn't waste episodes. They didn't waste the buildup for East Kai Slime. Like, they truly introduced only the necessary amount of characters and the necessary amount of information. They didn't just, like... You were kind of worried they were, like, wasting episodes, right? Like, just filler. But it definitely was not the case. And, like, I am very happy of this path the show has led down. I didn't expect the show to be kind of so, like, serious, I guess, and, like, high degree of action. It's a really good balance of this Isekai shounen twist. Um, it's a... I don't know how to describe combination. It's kind of, like, realist hero like one of those shows summer shows we're watching in terms of like the strategy and solving problems but also has like a very high degree amount of like fantasy and action that you'd get from like a shonen anime which like the combination has worked really well which i didn't think it would um so it's been a really pleasant surprise that's continued to be great and i i think most likely by the end of season two i wouldn't be surprised if it's like my favorite show and i'm just like wow they like really hit a home run for this because i know like at least when i've read online briefly like the manga readers are like 
oh my god, just wait till you get to season two, wait till you get to season two, it gets like unbelievable, and now like I'm kind of getting the point behind it. Um, speaking of manga readers and me reading manga, uh, Tokyo Revengers, um, I've obviously read the manga, so I know way too much and have way too many opinions, um, but Lee, there's been uh, part two of season one. What are, what are your thoughts, man? Uh, I mean, I'm still enjoying it. The show has been paced very consistently, so it, there's always something new happening. There's always a lead up to a new major conflict. Um, right now, there's literally just like the all-out war between or the battle between uh, the Tokyo Manjikai and the, what is it, Valhalla. Yep. Um, the one thing that I will say is it's like with shows like that where the setting is the real world and like thematically it's about the real world. Uh, it's definitely getting to the point where I'm like, okay, these are technically like superhumans because you literally have <laughs> one of the characters getting beaten into the skull with like a metal rod and then pass out and then comes back. It, it, so at that point, you know, like not that that ruins the show, but it's like for me, I, you kind of have to establish a baseline of like what is going to kill someone. Sure. Um, because like in, in another show that's more realistic, if you get beat into the skull with a metal rod, you're going to die. Um, not that that's very important to the broader uh, opinion of Tokyo Revengers. Um, if you've heard us talk about Tokyo Revengers in the past, my opinions on it haven't changed. Um, the only thing that I'm curious about, I like have no idea how how much longer the broader story is, and like how many seasons do you think it's going to be, Bryce? That's an amazing question. Um, <laughs> in my head, I'm thinking four, maybe five. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, like in that, uh, but I'm not. Oh, sorry. Four, 12, 12 episode, four twelve episode seasons. Maybe might be the better answer than. Okay. Like well, this episodes. season's already over twelve episodes. So yeah. So maybe, I'd say, maybe more like two or three then, depending on the length. Yeah, I guess it depends how long they build it out. But I'd say I'd I I think sixty to seventy episodes is a safe guess. Gotcha. Because uh, like uh, it hasn't gotten to this point yet, but I feel like there's going to be a point where like. <sighs> it's that re that repetition can become a problem where it's sure. like That's you fair. fix you fix this new obstacle you go back to the future only to f find out that oh well now there's a new obstacle in the way which is naturally how the story progresses and i love steins gate and that's literally the formula of steins gate but steins gate is a single season show right so one yep. thing that i'm curious about with tokyo revengers is like <laughs> you know at a certain point i feel like the main goal has to get accomplished within a reasonable amount of time or else it just stops making sense. But either way, Without it's still a positive. Doubt, that is the biggest risk of the show, I will say. That's like right. the biggest risk they take. Okay. So th that'll be interesting because I, I could see that show getting to the point where like the main character achieves his primary goal of saving his younger, you know, his, uh, his junior high girlfriend who's now an adult uh, from, from dying um, and then switching to a new objective or something. Right. But um, we'll see. We'll see. You already know, but we will, the rest of us will see. Um, the next <laughs> thing I want to talk about is Higurashi no Naku Koro ni Sotsu. Um, so I do have to say, I'm a lot more positive on this show now that I see where it's going and what they're mm -hmm. doing. Um, so that's one of those things where it's like, once, once you kind of understand what the intent behind the previous season was, uh, it's a lot more enjoyable. The one thing that I will still say does not sit right with me, and this is kind of, it's not really a spoiler, but basically this season is tied directly into the events of the previous season. So they're almost happening 
at the same time, you're just seeing a different um, perspective of it, which is really cool. The part of it that's not very cool is whenever 80% of a quote unquote new episode is just literally copied and pasted from the previous season. Like Um, there was like, I've literally gotten to the point where I'm skipping chunks of the episode because I've quite literally already seen it. Um, So on the one side, they're doing something fantastic. Um, are potentially fantastic and it does have me engaged but on the other side they are wasting my time uh which it really doesn't sit right with me and it still also doesn't address the fact that like they are not being creative one thing they did this season that also annoyed me doubly so is they took one of the most one of the things that i loved from the original series in I don't want to say what it is because it's not even that it's a spoiler. The show is about interesting ways that people kill each other. Um, and they took one of those interesting ways and they just redid it, um, which is just uh, like they they lost the special sauce. Um, and so that's been unfortunate. Um, another show that's been continuing on from a previous season is Two Year Eternity. Bryce is still not caught up to it. Uh, and... Just catch up, man. Prison, prison Island arc. <laughs> There's a prison island. I, I don't know what else to tell you, man. Prison Island, the main character is actually like an emotionally developed character now, which is interesting and a lot more you know, engaging for the audience. So uh, there's no reason not to catch up on that Um, on shows that there's no reason to really catch up on though. uh, We do have my hero academia. Like they keep peppering it. Every time I criticize them, they'll pepper in an episode where something actually happens or something like more broadly is revealed, but it just don't care. Like they just recently had like a interview scene with one of the villains. And then it's, it's like, um, actually know what it reminds me of. It's like in, um, it's like in Naruto when you get the Kakashi flashbacks, about obito right and it turns out that like oh there was this childhood friend of like this main care of like one of the teachers who they thought died but didn't die and you know whatever else i'm being very like i'm trying to be generic but it is a spoiler but like they're doing that stuff, <laughs> but like just <laughs> but like you don't like it that's like yeah, saying it it that's like point. saying I mentioning that's like saying to someone watching the beginning of Shippuden, like, oh, there's going to be a previously thought to be dead character named Obito. Yeah. No, that's like, fair. that's that's like that. You know what I mean? Like, yes, it's a spoiler, but it's so broad and unimportant. Like, not unimportant, but you get my point. Um, anyway, anyone mad that I spoiled Naruto or MHA, you know where to find us. Um, <laughs> or at least our emails. emails. <laughs> um, email. So uh, enough about that. We're going to get into the actual seasonals and man we we have we're not happy we've we've dropped a few like they're hot uh there's some that we were like actually up op- like some of the ones i was optimistic about which have disappointed me the most but um start us off bryce yeah man so i feel like for all these seasonals i feel like i'm more just watching because i just need something to watch not because they're actually good um to like preface uh they just came out with uh Bunny Girl Senpai on uh, Netflix, and I've thoroughly preferred rewatching that over like any of these shows, and I've tried pushing them off so much. Um, and I've enjoyed finally watching Hajime no Ippo, by the way. Hell which, uh, yeah. So eventually we'll do an episode on that when I get through all 110. <laughs> um, but our first show we get into for summer 2021 that are the new shows uh, is The Case Study for Vanitas, um, which was a show we were like, I don't know, kind of excited about, you know, like, Lee, I know you love, like, vampires. I was excited because it's the same manga creator of Pandora Hearts. Uh, I also was really excited that it took place in Paris, which is, like, my, my favorite city in the world. Um, but 
it's a really big waste of a cool setting first off like only the opening really takes advantage of it and there's like one scene in the first episode um and that kind of really just tells the story of the show is just like a waste in the sense that like nothing eventful truly happens in this show like you know the vampire world or whatever isn't that interesting uh the main vampire backstory is very as generic as you could possibly get and they spend an unbelievable amount of time on it uh the villain is essentially like a a smoky mush that sounds like a ghost from like a scooby-doo tv show um so if that hasn't grabbed your attention uh i don't blame you and i i've gotten through like seven episodes at this point and i truly don't even know why i'm still watching i was just and hopefully get better but i think i'm gonna drop it i know lee you dropped like an episode before me but it's it's bad man there's really is no reason or no plot there's really nothing remotely reason to continue watching the show what do you think yeah i mean it's one of those things where we already didn't have crazy high expectations there's cautious cautious optimism but like this season is filled with just mediocrity you know half of these they're not like laughably bad or even like you know so bad that they're going to make us angry like a lot of this is just like just nothing interesting so like they did their first mini arc so that's kind of how all of these seasonals are you have like the first two three episodes of the hook and then you get straight into it with like generally speaking like a little mini arc and that was what they introduced with like charlatan this weird cloudy demon thing and there was like some backstory connection to noe and it's just all of the character relationships and we even said that we liked the relationship between vanitas and noe because yep. the first three episodes i think did it well but at this point like the dialogue is just forced and like cringy but not even in a fun like vampire way like just in a very oh we need to have a scene where they're in conflict and draw knives at each other and then you know despite their differences i'll stick with you like it's just unnatural it's just very lame i'm i'm disappointed i wanted it to be i don't know at least above average but it's just mediocre to a t um another show that uh i I'm still watching and I'm still holding out for hopefully it to do something interesting, but Sunny Boy. Uh, we both talked how I, I really liked Sunny Boy's rollout. I really liked the first, you know, two episodes, especially, and I still love the art style. I think it's an absolutely gorgeous show. Um, they've clearly got a lot of talented people working on it, but I don't feel like they're in the writing room. Um, I do like <laughs> artsier shows. But like this one just doesn't feel like it goes anywhere. Like, want to know what this show feels like? If you've ever watched the if you've ever watched Neon Neon Genesis Evangelion and got to the like season finale where you just have that weird like ego trip thing with Shinji and like none of it really makes much sense and you're just constantly being bombarded with a bunch of imagery and weird dialogue that doesn't really connect. That's this. Um, still beautiful to watch and it might go somewhere. We're only halfway through, but I. It's not great. It's not great. How about you, Bryce? Yeah, so um, continue with our uh, depressing thoughts on summer 2021. Um, I don't know a single character's name. I None of these characters are remotely memorable in any way, shape, or form. Uh, the powers haven't been developed in any, in any way. There isn't a unique usage of them. Um, I kind of, we both, I think, kind of expected this show to kind of be like a Lord of the Flies, but there Mm -hmm. really isn't any interesting drama or conflict that's even worth remembering. 
Um, exactly. Like that first episode with them creating the rules and using their yeah. powers to enforce them. Like that was such a was great excited. direction. Yeah, exactly. Or like, wow, there's going to be two opposing sides or more. And like, they're going to go to all these different worlds and they're trying to find the way to make it back. And like, just there's, again, there's like a lot of moping around, no real, at all real conflicts. And again, it's another show where just nothing is really happening. I, I feel redundant, but it's describes like so many of these shows this season. I, I barely got through the last episode. I like basically forced myself basically to watch it. I really didn't enjoy it. Um, Continuing with our uh, road to mediocrity, um, let's go to Remake Our Life. Um, so again, this is the show where, you know, this guy, he's a video game designer, his career's kind of sucked. So he wakes up and he's 10 years into the past. And now he has a chance to go to art school and work with like the things like the platinum generation and work with all of these famous artists and really make like a name and a career for himself. Um, you know, we kind of like the first couple episodes, right? It reminded me a lot of this show called Real Life. Um, but there's some major issues, right? So first and foremost, the main character, aside from looking really bland, he's also his like personality is also bland, like potato chips, right? Like, and you're not learning. I was excited about the show because I was excited to learn about, you know, art school. And like the first couple episodes, there's like all this creativity as they're trying to like, you know, film this little short movie. And like, you're learning new things about what, art school kind of is like and the different like styles and skills that kind of go into it and that's kind of the path i thought the show would go down which has just not been the case i also thought it would be like real life so real life you know is this really cool show because the guy uses his like i don't know he goes back he uses his, like future knowledge to like improve himself and the others around him based on the lessons and mistakes he's made in his past life there isn't really that here the only real instance of that is like uh our main character basically trying to help develop a video game because he spent 10 years uh, struggling as a video game maker. And that's now where the plot is going to make a video game, to go back in time 10 years to again, make a video game. So I don't know how that's really learning from your mistakes and growing when the end result is just make another video game. <laughs> um, so again, slight, slight, he, he, he spent maybe a year of his life making video games. And as he was achieving his dream, got like, Fired. He spent most of his career being just a generic like analyst at a bank or something. Um, oh, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, whatever. The point is, like, I don't know. I just don't think he's learned any of his lessons, and there isn't like a redeemable like lesson learned from this story. I don't know. What do you think? This show we talked earlier. Is this a time travel show or is this an isekai? And I think it's an isekai. And the reason I think it's an isekai is because the 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 premise of the show is just an excuse to create the relationships within it because ultimately the fact that he got transported back in time doesn't really matter like you said he doesn't take advantage of that fact so in the same way that like I don't really know how to write exposition, so I'm just going to write an isekai and take a real-life person and put them in a fantasy world, right? This is like the the slice-of-life version of that because, again, I, I can still enjoy the show, but I'm enjoying it as just a little, like, nice slice-of-life show. It's not sure. a – like like you said, he's not using his knowledge of the future except to every now and again be like, oh, wow, I just met this successful person that I knew – of in the future now i know them as a real person isn't this crazy right but it's not like he's using that skill like 
the main all of the plot development developments happen just because of the fact that he's a good guy like that's it it's just a good yeah. guy in a slice of life the show and, and ultimately he was he was a good guy before he went back in time you know it's not like there's a personal develop like you know there's like a skill development aspect of it but like he was already a nice person before he got transported 10 years in the past. So like that entire first episode of like all of his backstory is largely irrelevant to the plot, except for us to like be wise to the fact that, Oh, she's this famous artist in the future. And so she's going to be successful like that stuff. Like, you know, that's kind of neat, but again, he does not use that knowledge in any way. And so it, it is just largely wasted. Um, and since it's a slice of life, once again, nothing really happens. But um, enough negative thoughts. One of the shows that um, we've both had positive feelings on, and I think still have positive feelings on, is How a Realist Hero Rebuilt the Kingdom. Um, this is a show that is still, like, I'm still excited when a new episode comes out. Um, because, again, it is just fun little miniature problem solving things with a broader conflict in the background which is actually kind of coming to where you know there's potential for military conflict and stuff within the country you know civil war and stuff so trying to avoid that from all of the powers that be so that's like an interesting direction that it's taking things are happening um which is you know part of the reason that i'm enjoying it um i do actually want to say i hope it takes a little bit of a darker turn uh, especially from the fact that they reference the prince like Ma uh, machiavelli's uh, the Prince. They reference yeah. that book a lot, Il Principo. Um, so I'm hoping that they actually have like, you know, there's been a lot of low hanging fruits of like, oh, hey, maybe you should grow more, like more food and less cotton kind of things. Um, but I do hope it gets to the point where he has to make actually like morally ambiguous decisions because I think that'd be a really fun direction for it. But even if it doesn't do that, I think the show will still be enjoyable. Um, that's just like one extra element of it that I would like. Um, but, you know, aside from that, I think part of the reason the show stands out is just from how dry this season truly is. But Bryce, what are yeah. your thoughts? Well, first, do you think it'll be a 12 episode show or do you think it has room to grow to multiple seasons? I mean, I could Google it and find out. I think it's probably going to be huh, I think it could be a multi-season show because yeah. this just reminds me of like and not that I've seen those shows, but this reminds me of those like that time I got reincarnated as a slime or, you know, those shows that have like you know, a concept that then builds out. Uh, I think the show has potential for multiple seasons. And I mean, this is something that could be easily Googleable. Um, That's fine. I'm just more just curious. No, yeah. no, I mean, I would hope so. I feel like there's more things to cover than just w the immediate stuff in front of it. So I think it would be multiple seasons. It's just a matter of, is this show going to be popular and successful enough to grant it a second season? Right, because this could be like yeah. a talentless Nana where like, yeah, it's enjoyable, but it's probably not going to get renewed. Yeah, that's fair. I think there's a lot of like countries to explore and like potential interactions and we still haven't really learned anything about like I guess the, the demons or devils or whatever the monster things are called. There's exactly. just a lot to unpack. So um but yeah, no, I think it's a really interesting show, right? I mean I'm someone who's loved like games like Risk and Diplomacy growing up, these strategy games, and I think if you're someone who enjoyed that, you'll really enjoy this show. Um and yeah, I mean look um all the side characters have kind of like shown their value which is also really cool right there aren't like really wasted characters i feel like on this show like everyone kind of has their own purpose and their own niche in his like kingdom so relatively there obviously are exceptions like the king um but like overall i find it just like a really enjoyable ride i'm definitely gonna continue watching it it's one of the yeah like kind of like you said it's one of the two shows 
where like I generally still look forward to watching it every week. Um, in terms of the second show, I think that we both are like pretty excited about um, Battle Game in Five Seconds. Um, so for me, like I kind of view this show as like perfect for like anyone who kind of just loves like shonen trash, right? It's really simple, doesn't waste time with the drama or comedy or whatever. It's kind of like these endless mini tournament arcs, right? Which is awesome. It's exactly what I want. Pretty mindless, pretty chill. I know I'm going to have a good time watching it, right? Um, it reminds me a lot of like what I liked about Hunter Hunter uh, in the early, the first season of like the trials when they're trying to get their like license, which I really enjoyed. So I've, I've enjoyed the ride. How about you, man? Yeah. Well, and even this like most recent section, I was almost going to compare it to like the part of Hunter Hunter where they go to like the weird video game island thing. Okay. Um, but no, I I, th- I was going to say, I think it's funny that my two favorite shows this season both have like the most generic anime look. Yeah. Like they both are not very creative in their character designs. And, and the other thing that I'll say about Battle Game in five seconds is, like you said, it, it's perfect fun. Everything that we have to say about it that's good is a comparison to an existing show that we already like, right? So it's like it's like Future Diary meets Danganronpa meets Hunter Hunter, right? It, it's just like a mixture of all these other formulas that we've already like seen and enjoyed. And it's not necessarily the most original, but I don't even care. It's fun. They have fun little conflicts. The format of the show is clearly a bunch of little mini tournament arcs of differing, you know, differing like structures and stuff. And like that's all it really needs to be. And so for that reason, I've been enjoying it. And this is easily one of the shows that like is just has the most just like sit down, shut up and enjoy value to it um, without having to like kind of rewind. Be like, wait, what did they say there? What's the plot happening now? Um, and I do think that one, I think we also said this show is going to live and die by how they use the main character's power. Um, and so the main character's power is basically his power is whatever his opponent thinks it is or it's not inherently opponent but like the the other person thinks it is so it's interesting because he's you know obviously has to trick people into thinking that he has a strong power but then if he tells them one thing he can't just switch it up and so there's all these little complications to it about how to be able to um make creative use of this really open-ended but interestingly constricted power and it seems like they are going to do that i mean like honestly the first five episodes he's just using a freaking cannon and so that's like kind of one of the things that was like a big risk for the show but they are now starting to branch out into him you know trying to use other powers and how to navigate the world while having a power where if someone figures it out you are essentially powerless so um that that aspect of it's been really strong so i've been enjoying that um, now to get into this season's sports anime, uh, Remain. Um, this show is so tonally weird. I, I texted Bryce about it, not even as a good like, "Hey, have you seen it yet?" But more of like, "Hey, have you seen have you seen Remain recently?" <laughs> because it's just in an attempt to develop their characters, they do the weirdest things. Like one dude was like a weird stalker who like lied about his relationship with the dude with amnesia um then there was like a point where someone wasn't very good at doing water polo and then they all thought he was going to kill himself and they like literally had like a scene with what appeared to be a noose in it like mind you this is like a haikyuu style sports anime um ultimately though the pacing is too slow 
and there's like just not a strong enough hook to justify waiting for it to ever get good if it ever does that being said cutest turtle i've ever seen in an anime so they got that yeah man um you're right show takes itself way too seriously um there's also just not enough like matches or like exciting matches like we're what seven episodes in and i barely know how this game is played because i think they had like three to four minutes of like actual playing game time where they had like that one match versus like basically preschoolers um (laughs) so uh so the whole point of being a sports anime there's not really a lot of sport being played um I'm still going to watch it. You know, I still love how the main character looks like Ryoma Edgson from Prince of Tennis. And you're right, dude. The turtle, turtle's not getting enough airtime. It is the cutest turtle ever. And that's really the only thing I can really say about Remain. Um, and then some of the other shows are really, uh, I guess you've kind of seen and you've like continued watching or stopped watching. So I'll kind of let you go on like a little rant. This is the Lee Variety Hour. All right, yeah. so we've got The Duke of Death and His Maid. I have nothing new to say about this show that I didn't say before. It's pervy. Um, there's fan service in it. The female lead has just absolutely gigantic um, breasticles. But that being said, I think that they're a cute couple. The concept is still good that he can't touch anything or else it dies. Um, they're working to try and figure out a way to undo the witch's curse on him. And so, like, not only do you have the cute rom-com aspects within each episode, uh, you do have a broader plot going on. And I think that the characters do develop well. It's just, if you are going to watch the show, you have to stomach a, an unreasonable amount of just constant uh, fan service imagery. So, you know take it or leave it that's what it is um another show that's really fun it's not even really a show it's just like a web it's like a comic uh in anime form but it's called uh i tsushima or ore tsushima and it's literally just these two minute shorts of this stray cat who ends up living with this uh old woman that he thinks is a man and it, you know just all of these weird fun little adventures he goes on or relationships he has he's very sassy but he has a deep man's voice and it's just fun there's nothing more else to it though um i'm still really enjoying life lessons with uramichi onisan like it's not going to necessarily end up on anybody's top 10 list but i still do find the perspective that the show is giving of just these like beaten down late 20s early 30 year olds who are like working for this children's tv show where they have to always be bright and cheery and like just all of these funny comments about like what do kids have that adults don't and then one of the kids just looks him dead in the eye hope like it, it's just really cute and funny and i do like the perspective um i don't have any new comments from you know what we said in the previous episode but if that sounds like something up your alley i would recommend this as a pretty funny comedy for this season um, there was another show called Spirit Chronicles, which is an isekai. I even said how generic it was and that there was really no reason for me to continue it. Um, but I was holding out hope. I watched a few more episodes since the last time we talked about it, and it didn't go anywhere interesting. I mean, like, it has a plot, things do happen in it, but it's just, again, so generic as to, like, it, it doesn't do anything different from any other fantasy show so not cannot recommend i dropped it and then the show that i have the weirdest feelings about and we didn't get a chance to talk about it on the last episode because the first episode hadn't come out yet and that is the iraten deities only no peace um this is 
a very, very strange show. So, Bryce, are you familiar with who is the writer for this show? No, who is? Uh, writer or director, I can't remember. But uh, the person who made this show is the same person who made uh, Ishizoku Reviewers. Um, and oh. if you aren't familiar with that show, that's a I can't believe it's not hentai uh, pervy show. And this show does not hold back. This is for everything I said about the Duke of Death and his maid having a lot of fan service. This show is just sexually explicit. Now, it's not necessarily showing you the sexually explicit material, but it's it's there. It is unavoidable and it is R rated for sure. However, that's not the point of the show it's just a very weird tonal decision beyond that this show has one of the more interesting art styles at least from a color perspective it's got this very bright um not like almost like a faded neon color palette to it i do actually really like the way the show looks and i also think this show has the most gorgeous opening like animations like music whatever what do you call ops um Just if you're not going to check out the show, at least go listen to the song and watch like the animated uh, intro to the show because it is incredible. It it attends deities. Um, Super cool. I do have to say, I do find the plot interesting. It is going places and like I'm finding the characters interesting. Like I don't have anything inherently bad to say about the show because I'm not someone who's necessarily, you know, I'm not a fan of fan service. And but I'm also like, you know, if I'm interested in a show, I'm not going to let that sort of thing like stray me away. But it, it is just totally a very strange show and how like mature some of the stuff they'll show you is. Um, but it is interesting. So the idea is that there are these, uh, since I, I realize we haven't even talked about the plot of the show since we didn't discuss it last time, there are these deities called Itatens and they exist to just defend the world, preserve balance. And they are kind of a rare species because 800 years prior, they, all of the Itaten except for one locked away all of the demons. And now it's a peaceful, uh, and that's like the name of the show. Only no peace. Um, it's been peaceful for 800 years, but there's new Itaten who have come into existence, but the threat of the demons has resurged. And then there's a mystery as to who their leader is. And overall, I do find it interesting, but it's, I'm conflicted. I think the show is beautiful. I think it has really cool action sequences. The music's great. I just totally, I like, there's no real reason for this show to be as like sexually explicit as it is like, and, and that's as far as I'll go. But I mean, like there is even in the first episode, it ends on not only something sexually explicit, but like some, if you've heard of Goblin Slayer or whatever that show is, think of the reason that was controversial. This show has a little bit of that. So um, that's all I've got to say on that. So that is all of the seasonal animes that we're talking about this, uh, this season. Um, we're pretty underwhelmed as you can <laughs> imagine the amount of shows that we'll be talking about for the season recap is going to be even shorter. Um, but yeah, check out the one, you know, five second ba- death battle or whatever it is. And, uh, and uh, realist hero. Those are probably the two standout ones. And there's a few other ones of, you know, variable quality, but overall we're not too excited. Do you have any other closing comments, Bryce? Yeah. I only saw one episode of the Idaten deities and it was like way too much for me, man. <laughs> exactly and that's why I, you know like i said if you're going to go into that show thinking it's interesting just know you're going to run into some it doesn't stop from there so anyway 
Thanks for tuning in again this week, everybody. Uh, you can get in contact with us on Twitter at weeb underscore podcast. And you can email us at closetweebap at uh, gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you all next time. See you next time. Thank you.